Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at SiteVisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, I'm joined today by Jeff White, technology journalist at Channel 4 News. Hello, Jeff. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Great to have you back on the show again, Jeff. Uh, last time we heard from you was over a year ago. We had an audio of you, I think it was Brighton SEO 2013, if memory serves. Indeed it was, yeah. And you were talking about getting your technology news onto the news by the way, I loved your sense of humour. I thought the jokes were brilliant. I'd, I'd feel free to do some jokes on this show as well. Um, <laughs> I'll do my best, but it's quite early in the morning. <laughs> one of the things that really stuck out to me in that talk, just to refresh people's memory, was uh, the fact that a lot of a lot of people are sort of there's a lot of DIY going on, isn't there? There is, which is, I mean, the basis of the web is a self-publishing medium. That's what the web is all about. So if you're on the web, you are publishing. Mm. Um, and I think. Despite the fact we're now at the 25-year anniversary of the web, people are still catching up with that concept of I publish myself, I can publish myself. And obviously the tools have got a lot smarter, there's a lot more variety in the tools, a lot, e- lot easier to use. Um, so in a way, it's no surprise that there's a lot more do-it-yourself going on. But I think all of us are still catching up with, with the ramifications of that. And I think the PR industry is no, no different. It's taken a while to realise the tools are there and also to work out how to harness them and harness them effectively and, and smartly. I think that's the other thing. Yeah. I remember you saying that uh, one of the questions that you should ask yourself, if, you try, if you're a tech company and you're, you're trying to get sort of your product out there and you're thinking of, of, of getting a story on the sort of TV news, one of the questions you need to ask yourself is, do you still need the TV news? Has that changed since about a year ago when you mentioned that? I don't think there's been a wholesale, you know, turn around and two fingers to the TV news industry, thank no. goodness, from, from, from PR. I think whatever happens, the trust that companies like ITN have spent, you know, the best part of 60 years building up, and, you know, longer in the case of the BBC, um, that's not going to go away. That, that well of trust that we can draw on yeah. is always going to be attractive for viewers, and it's always going to be, it's going to give us authority so long as we can keep producing accurate, timely, in-depth news. Yeah. Um, what I do see are moves within the PR industry to exploit the self-publishing channels. So I see PR companies, for example, are coming to interview me and talking about what I'm after so they can make a video to put on their website. Yeah. They effectively then become content producers. And obviously that content's aimed you know, at their clients, but I find that a really interesting switch. You know, I find it interesting that um, PR companies seem just more willing to get involved with content creation around their clients. And also 
seem more willing to get involved in the kind of the social media world. So I don't think they've turned their back on news broadcasters and news companies generally. Mm. I just think that they see us now as part of the mix. And actually, we're having that shift within news as well. We see ourselves as part of the mix. We're intensely aware that our viewers could just spend all day reading blogs and find their own news out. Why do they come to Channel 4 News? And it's interesting, I think, there's a corollary between the two industries that yeah. the PR is probably asking itself, well, hang on, why would people come to us? Why would people listen to our messages about our clients when they can actually go direct to other sources? So it's interesting. There's, there's a sort of you know, a mutual... I was going to say mutual mental breakdown, but that's not... That's not <laughs> I would describe happened. it as a mutual reshuffling. Mutual soul-searching, I think, would be how I put it. Soul-searching and, and reshuffling, because like, yeah. like we've all, you know, we realise that the, uh, the the TV channel is one of a number of channels now. Exactly. Although I must yeah. say, I, I, I still love TV. I, there's nothing quite like sitting down in front of a large rectangle with your dinner on your lap watching somebody read the news. Exactly. But it's interesting, I mean, you know, our generation of people we still want to hang on to that audience. And, and, and it's surprising the number of people who say, you know, that being biased, I love Channel 4 News and I, you know, I sit down, and I digest it. But, but really, that's not the majority of people. We've got to be honest about that. Mm. And also, we've got to look at the, the coming generation who are inevitably looking at their phones halfway through, you know, halfway yeah. through a three-minute package. Um, and when you talk about channels of communication, we at ITN are intensely aware of this in the, in the you know, we've got to get our content on the right channels at the right time in the right way. Mm. You know, we've built up this well of trust. We've got the program, which is the flagship, but ultimately we can't just ride that flagship. We've got to work out different different ways of doing it. However, if you ditch the TV program, let's say in a radical world, we ditch Channel 4 News tomorrow. We're not, not going to do that anymore. Mm. I think that would be disastrous because that's, that's the sort of touch point for people. That's where the well of trust is built up. You've got to use that and spread the messages out from there. So I think, you know, there's still, it's still, there's nothing like putting a story on Channel 4 News and seeing your story go out and thinking, Christ, I did it. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, that moment when, when, you know, Jon Snow reads the intro to the story that I've done, and I think, wow, it's going to happen now and it's live. Yeah. That forces me as a journalist to, 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 get my facts damn straight to make sure that the story is completely copper-bottomed because it's now going to go out in front of a million people live. Yeah. There's nothing like that to focus your attention. And no matter how you know, many other different channels we exploit, you know, there's something about that, that program moment that's always going to drive trying to get good stories on and trying to get them right. You also mentioned, actually, in your talk about how, well, how tricky it is, how difficult it is to, to get your story on the news because of the competition you've only got you know 50 odd minutes to sort of get it out there and this sort of mm. priority that breaking news has to have has the bar got even higher since a year ago or a bit lower or is it about the same um it's probably about the same yeah i mean it you know when issues like you know stories like syria and is come up and and the ebola outbreak and you, you're just you're always juggling a news yeah. agenda and you know no matter how good you think your client is, no matter how strong you think the story is, you know, the, the exigencies of day-to-day news will always, you know, stymie, uh, stymie some attempts. Yeah. But what's interesting is I think we've got this slight bit of soul-searching uh, at Channel 4 News, which is, on the one hand, we want to get stories that break through. I mean, we did a, a story about tunnel people living in tunnels in Eastern Europe. Yeah. But it was just massive. It just went just like a rocket. Um, we want to do, if we could do loads and loads and loads of those, that'd be great. But A, those stories don't come along every day. And B, you're never quite sure which one is going to take off. So the other thing we're looking at doing is trying to cover areas 
in depth and, and basically have a, a huge sort of well of information that people can can dig into and, and be the kind of go-to source for information about X. So I'm hoping that with privacy and personal data, people come to me and to, to the Channel News website because I focus on that. So there's a balance between getting things that really break through and just covering an area and covering a beat and making sure you're the go-to person in that. And I think it's, it, there's an interesting, again, an interesting corollary for the, for the PR industry in that, yes, you want the campaign that goes viral, but don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> you never know what it's going to be. You don't even necessarily know when you've, when you've got it, whether it's going to go uh, viral. And in the meantime, you need to be covering those bases. And I think what's interesting about social media, self-publishing for PR companies, what's interesting about the access that we all now have to publishing is you can do that basic groundwork. You can make sure that, you know, your client's stuff is in the right areas solidly all the time so that when people are looking for information about a particular issue, they're finding your client's stuff. And you cover all those bases and you make sure you've got a baseline in place, but then you look out for those moments where it's like, right, this could be a, this could be a zinger, this could be a, a, you know, a, a breakthrough moment, this could go viral, this could you know, capture people's attention. But as I say, I think if you're just constantly looking out for just those moments, you're on a hiding to nothing because you just can't predict which, which horse is going to win in those races. Yeah, you mentioned about the importance of... I find it quite amusing, actually, that the lack of visuals often with technology. <laughs> yeah, and, the chronic uh, problem of technology. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, the sort of stock photo of someone at a computer, and then yeah. a stock photo of a slightly different-looking person at a slightly different-looking computer. So um, I've, always thought there's, I've always thought there's room for a tumbler of um, tech security stock photos. Because <laughs> um, there's the hand reaching through the computer, that's one. Yeah, and a load of wires coming out of a router. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wired out of a router. We use the flash, the flashing lights stock footage. You'll have noted. We have one reel of flashing lights footage on Channel Four News. And actually, I'm not just picking up Channel Four News here. The BBC and that Sky, I think, also have a reel of computer lights. And the funny thing is, often they're they're kind of phone exchanges. They're not even they're not even just with the internet. So you sort of look, and people know their stuff. Go, that's a phone exchange. Shh, don't tell anyone. Have you got any examples of sort of people that have come to you over the last year or so with 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 good stories that? Ill- illustrate the way you should do it because i remember at the end of the talk uh, back in 2013 kelvin asked you about you know how people should approach you and you you were saying how you got wound up when people would approach you with a story and then go on to say and i think it should go like this yes yeah, yeah. It, it, it never worked and there's a reason why you know i've spent sort of 10 years in the industry it, it's because you build up a a knowledge of well okay what's a story and how do i put it on air i'm not you know i'm i'm not looking for people to come to me with you know fully fleshed out story proposals yeah. fundamentally if you've got the story and it's good i will figure out a way of getting it on air mm. we've got pretty good actually over the past year year and a half at finding really good venues to film things finding really good analogies finding groups of people who can put things to the test i mean you know news stories are about people so getting people in the picture mm. is absolutely essential if you know if as a PR company, they've got an idea, or if they can help, then that's great. I mean, we had an instance recently where there was um, a, you know, a computer vulnerability, which was fairly major. It was an issue I wanted to cover. And I said, look, what we really need is a, you know, a group of kids because they, they use apps all the time. And the story's about apps. The PR company then helped find a school who they had links with some other reason and mm-hmm. said, look, the school might be worth. And you know, we then went ahead and fixed up, and it worked brilliantly. So if, if, you, if the, you can help, great. But if you can't, you know, it's, it's the journalist's job to fix that up. I can't think of any examples where the PR companies come to me with a filming opportunity 
and a good story. <laughs> Sometimes they come with yeah. a filming opportunity, it's great, but there's no story attached that I would yeah. want to cover. Sometimes they come with a story, but no filming opportunity. The latter, I don't mind. The former, you know, it's always interesting to hear, but chance of getting on TV is a bit less, I think. It's interesting, the link between people. I think a lot of people forget about that. So is it, is it mainly PR companies that come to you, or do you get sort of individual corporations and businesses come to you with stories? I'll be honest, I, I, I attend a lot of conferences. I contact a lot of people, meet up with them for coffee, and I speak to the techies. Yeah. Um, because it's the people at the sharp end who know the stuff, who understand what's a big problem and what's a small problem, what's a big vulnerability, what's a you know vulnerability that you can happily ignore, mm. if you can ignore any of them. They're the people who know. So I go to, I spend a lot of time going to conferences. I spend a lot of time catching up with people who've been recommended to me by other people, and I try and work at it that way. Um, that's really the only way it's going to work because yeah. you've got to be in touch with the people who are actually on the on the ground in the industry. And also you, you get a sense of whether something's a story or not. You say, look, I'm really keen to do something on this. People go, oh, well, it's a few years ago that. You, know, you get a sense of whether something's, you know, yeah. a live issue. And also if you, if you develop your contact and they hear about something that somebody else is developing, they'll say, this guy's onto something. You should talk to him. So, you know, and then it's frustrating. I know that for people because, you know, they want to be front and center. But if I do get somebody who's doing something good, Inevitably, then the conversation with the PR starts where I say, look, I had a chat with your security chap at a conference. Yeah. He's doing some great stuff. Let's do something on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, there's, there's no, you can't, you can't use PR to cover the gaps in your client's work if your client's work is rubbish. Yeah. No PR in the world is going to help. So, you know, you're kind of hidebound to whether your client's doing some stuff that's, that's good and interesting. Um, forgive the meowing. My cat has just decided to join in and put his head right next to the microphone. Um, uh, he or she might have some good thoughts. I'll just see if I can get some out of her later. Cats, right? I had a sudden thought about why cats dominate the internet. Why? Right? It's, a, it's a size and fear issue. A cat is, is an animal that's large enough to have a human-type face, right? Yeah. Smaller than a cat, gerbils and you know, vermin. And, and yeah. So a cat's big enough that it's got a face that's round, it's got eyes, and you, know, you recognize it. Mm. But... It's not so big that it's threatening. Like the next step up is a dog, and a dog bites you and barks and stuff. So a yeah. cat is big enough that you can recognize the face as slightly humanoid, but not the next step up big, which is scary. That's why cats dominate the internet. And I, if people are like, oh, why are cats dominate the internet? That is the reason, and you've heard it here first. Jeff, you haven't met my cat, have you? <laughs> she, she has this meow. I'm sorry, we're going off track here. We need to get back onto the tech. She has this meow that's really, she has like the most annoyed meow you've ever heard. <laughs> Like you walk up to a shotgun, she doesn't. Like a normal cat would just go meow. And I was going sort of <laughs> leave me alone, meow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. What I was going to say was, I, I was just trying to um, distill, if it's possible, but I, I suspect it, it might not be possible after what you've said. I was trying to distill uh, sort of a, a couple of top tips that you could give to um, businesses and PR companies about how to get their stuff on the news. But it sounds to me like they just need to schmooze and network a lot. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> there is that. Okay, advice would be just get to know your client. And, and okay, if we're looking at tech, I mean, particularly I deal with tech security, um, but generally, if you can go visit the company, go with them to conferences, just get under the skin of it and really understand it mm. and find out the kind of stuff that they're doing that you think is innovative, that they think is innovative, that they think is cool. Um, and that way, when you know you meet up with people like me, you say, well, actually, they're working on this, working on that. Do you think that's good? Uh, even if I can't use it at the moment, mm. there may come a time when we do a story on subject X. And I think, oh, yeah, chat to that PR guy, and he said his 
client was doing some stuff in that area. You know, there's no substitute for knowing your client, knowing what's cool that they're doing, yeah. flagging that up to journalists and saying, look, even if this isn't the story, I just want you to know this is, this is what my client's up to. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite cool. I think it's a story there. If not, just, just park it in your brain for, for if you have any in the future. So it's quite a softly, softly approach, isn't it? It is. But I mean, you're not... Okay, there are areas of news, I know, where you send a press release to somebody, they bash it into the shape of copy and then publish it. Mm. And that's fine. And they have readerships, those publications, and, and, and so on. But, you know, if you're dealing with Channel for News, you're dealing with a slightly different animal in that you've got to fight against... You know, look at your news story that you're trying to pitch and look at what's happening in Iraq mm. and think to yourself, mm, <laughs> how well does this stand up to that? Yeah. But you need to be really realistic about about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, getting one decent story on Channel 4 News, I would argue, is equivalent to getting a few stories based elsewhere where people read it and think, oh, well, this sounds like buff PR. They know when they come to Channel 4 News, it's not a PR. Yeah. They're not getting a PR story. So yeah. I think it's worth concentrating on that and worth, as they're getting to know your client, coming to us, letting us know what they're doing, but understanding that they're not all going to be news stories, but some of them you never know might, might make it under telly, or a news story might come up in that area and your client might be the, the people that I think of and think, yeah, I'll go and film with them. Well, Jeff, that's some great information there. I'm sure PR companies will find that very useful. Thanks for coming on the show. So that's it for today, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to find the show notes, just go to slash IM podcast. Um, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk is where to send uh, questions via email, or you can send an audio message at um, plus four four if you're outside the UK, one two seven three two five six one five zero. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. We love ratings on iTunes. Uh, so it's goodbye from me, Andy White. It's goodbye from Jeff. Cheerio. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.